0: The big topic in women's MMA, Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp 316blogspotcom and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, which I did on Tuesday. Now, before we get started uh, on our, our usual stuff today, I just wanted to take a moment to congratulate. Got a lot of noise there, man. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You just had a lot of noise there. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to congratulate Mako Satomura on winning the NXT UK Women's Championship from Kaylee Ray this afternoon. This aired just about an hour ago on uh, the WWE Network. And uh, uh, I'll hopefully have the video posted on my blog tomorrow. And uh, It was an okay match. It's pretty decent. Uh, The only thing is, like a lot of these big matches, these promotions think the more false finishes that you have, the better the match is. But that's not really true. So there were just way too many false finishes. But uh, when I get the badge up on my blog, I'll talk about that a little bit
1: more. Um, you want to congratulate Mako, too? Well, it's a big win for her brand and for her, for her name herself. Well, she she's a veteran Japanese uh, uh, wrestler. She's, uh, she's
0: 41 years old now. and She started wrestling when she was 14. And she's also uh, one of the top trainers in the world. And she WWE hired her. Basically, to be a coach at NXT UK, so she's moved from Japan to England to do that. So she's also still wrestling at the same time because she's still pretty good. And um, but mainly, she's there to coach the other the other uh, wrestlers, you know. And she's really good at that. Anyways, big win for her. Uh, like I can say that's pretty good for the most part. Just too many false finishes, you know. But I'll talk about that, like I said, when I post that on my blog. All right, let's go on to, uh, uh, first of all, last Saturday's uh, two women's matches at the UFC. First, we had uh, Montana De La Rosa the Ariane Lipsky by second round TKO. And Montana is from Texas. She's training these days at Elevation in uh Denver, with Mark Montoya, she also trains a lot in Colorado Springs with um, uh, Raquel Pennington and Tisha Torres. The one thing she's good at is takedowns, okay? Her striking is awful. Uh, Ariane has been a disappointment in the uh, UFC. She uh, was a former KSW champ. She's from Brazil after her last loss uh, to Antetina Shevchenko. She decided to move to the US and to America top team in Coconut Creek, Florida. Head coach there, who's in her corner, was Conan Silvera. And she is training for the most part with two time Olympic wrestler Steve Mako. And the mistake that she made in this fight was very simple. When Montana took her down, she thought she could beat her from bottom position. And that's just arrogance because judges, first of all, won't score that in her favor. And secondly, it's not going to work anyway. Okay. So what she needed to do was get out of there and, you know, get back on her feet, but she didn't do that. And the end result was in the second round she lost by TKO. So, you know, now Mako knows what he needs to work on with her. Okay. So, I presume you have similar thoughts.
1: Uh, I thought she was doing okay. I thought this was a, a winnable fight for her because even though Montana's a better wrestler, unless you're just a super dynamic, super athletic wrestler, you have to at least set the table with your with your uh, striking. And I thought she was doing fairly well on the feet. I thought she got a little bit too came into this fight saying she wanted to really showcase her work on the feet because she was more secure in her anti grappling and her wrestling. When in actuality, she should have just been sticking on her toes, pivoting, cutting angles, jabbing, leg kicking, body kicking, front kicking, keeping the – because Montana's not good at closing the range. Montana's not good at taking angles. Montana's not good at avoiding strikes. If you stay on your toes and move and make her walk – you walk her into shots. At some point, she tried to settle down and overwhelm her, and that's when she got the body lock to take down, and as you said, tried to force her way back up. She tried to hold on and slash her at the bottom with elbows, which – She's not a dynamic enough fighter to get away with that. It was a bad IQ move, and from that point on, she was – and she got overwhelmed. Part of the problem is she hasn't developed her grappling well enough. It, her wrestling is not subpar. Her grappling subpar. What's a big problem, and I told people in her camp this, she hasn't been developed correctly even on the feet. In KSW, her athleticism and physicality was enough to just bulldoze girls. Since she's gotten to UFC, she hasn't been able to bulldoze anybody, and she doesn't have enough of the depth of skill on her feet. To fight in a manner that's going to protect her from takedowns or get her off the clinches or get her off the fence. It's like she, she box and takes someone apart. The minute she has some success, she tries to overwhelm them. And the last two people she beat, she physically overwhelmed them. She was not going to physically overwhelm somebody like Montana De La Rosa in clinches or tie-ups. So she she needs a lot of work. She can beat up a bunch of third and fourth tier fighters, but she can't beat the second or third ones. She, she can't beat third ones now. Montana De La Rosa is a third tier fighter. So she needs a lot of work. I, if I was her, six to eight months off, really work on your game. You, well, a fight. you know better than that. I'm telling you as a person who's worked with them, six to eight months off, pure training, three months yeah. week, that's 11 months to really refine it because at this rate, losses are going to keep stepping. She's so weak on the ground that if you get top position on her, it might be a wrap.
0: Not sure it is she needs that much time, but I mean, the thing is, sometimes it takes a fight or two to figure out what needs to be fixed and you know Mako's a pretty smart dude and so is Silvera. they know what listen these guys are not idiots they know what they're doing
1: I'm so, not saying, I'm not saying it's idiots but she was poorly developed in the first place and so now you have to kind of refine and, and re- reprogram her mind right now there's seven or eight girls who could beat her right Schwann, now Schwann Schwann yeah. who was her coach back in Brazil I have no idea her damn husband man yeah, I had I, heard rumors, but I didn't want to say it because I wasn't sure. Yeah. So that's your problem right there. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's like the genuine fray thing. As long as you're the bigger, better athlete or fighting in the lower tier, the basics will get you by. But she she can't dominate anybody physically here. And this seven eight girls Well, like uh, I said,
0: it's sometimes, I it's sometimes. Well, sometimes it takes a fight to figure out what needs to be fixed. And she's got good coach. She's at ATT for God's sakes.
1: Don't you think they can figure it out? They can figure it out but the thing about figuring something out is it's not like we're in a vacuum where she has endless time. There's a time frame. She picks another fight and they give her the wrong matchup. She fights Gillian Gill- Robinson right now. Julian Robinson beats her. Yeah. Well, I don't
0: think for financial reasons, I doubt that she'll take that much time off and that's the only reason I say that. And I don't disagree. A- well, I don't disagree with you but that's not how things work, and you know that. But so they have to get working on. They have to get working on her. Okay, that's the bottom line. And then, I'll tell you another thing: this win does not make me think that Montana
1: can beat anybody really good. If Ariana could punch with a damn, she would have knocked her out in the first round.
0: Well, I, that's the point. she she kind of messed up. She she shouldn't have been taken down in the first place. And then when she got down there. She didn't do anything or she didn't do anything to get her anywhere. So she just,
1: she gave that fight away. Okay. Yeah, it's true. But like I said, you can, you can work technique. It takes a while for you to really make adjustments and really find your, your strategy. Like somebody like KGB, she made adjustments because she was a clearly defined skill set based off comparable opposition. Arianna Lips, Lipsky was a juggernaut in one division. Now she's got to be technical in another. She doesn't know how to be technical because she, she's never had to be. That's a big change. It's different to go from point fighter to more aggressive, be more more balanced, to go from I can walk through anything into now i got to act, actually be mentally responsible and intelligent. That's a hard switch to make. All right.
0: Okay, the other fight on this show, we had uh, – uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. Manon Firo. Yeah, Manon Firo beat uh, uh, Tabitha Ricci by second-round TKO. Let's just go over the fighters first. Manon is from Nice, France. She trains at boxing squad with uh, a fighter by the name of uh, Aldrich Casada. He retired in 2016, and he now trains her. Uh, By the way, that was him um, um, uh, translating. Okay. When she did her interview, that was him translating. Uh, Tabitha, now, it's supposed to be Marina Moreau, right? Yeah. And Marina dropped out as she usually does. And so they brought in uh, Tabitha Ricci, uh, who had just fought in April at uh, LFA. She'd been on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, mm-hmm. She's from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. She trains at uh, um, Paragon MMA. In, or Paragon BJJ in Santa Barbara, California. The problem is she's a strawweight fighting at flyweight, so she, with a fighter like Manon, she's in big trouble because Manon is clearly a very accomplished athlete. She was great as a, uh, a, um, a, um, uh, an amateur, and she seems to be really good as a pro too. So this went pretty much like I thought it would. She killed her you know, like. Tabitha couldn't get close to it to do anything. So, I'm um, a not fight. And uh, I just want to see her against a better fighter. I don't I don't and actually they've already scheduled her next fight. Uh Menna will be facing uh Mayra Silva at the end of September.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest thing I know is it wasn't even that Richie was so much of a legitimate opponent, but the thing I like to see is when a fighter is facing someone who's not in their weight class, they don't just beat him up. They don't just Decision and they get rid of them they they show they're a class above. And a lot of fighters who have reputations come in, they'll fight a fourth tier person. Oh, she's tougher than I thought. You can't dominate and all. No, you're supposed to be a high profile star. You have to dominate. And that's what she did. She showed she was a class above. And that's just even though it's an undermatch, overmatched opponent, it's gonna add to the hype. I personally think she's the goods. She's got a unique fighting style, unique striking style. She's she's tough, she's got well conditioned, and she's athletic. I think she has all the tools. I think. She's the fighter who I was told Macy Barber was as far as her skills and her ability. I think she has a future. I, I'm not saying she's definite because we haven't seen her against tough competition, but she's got all the tools.
0: Now, this is the only thing. I want to see her against a ranked fighter. Uh, Mayra Silva is not a ranked fighter, but she's better. I mean, listen, Marina Moroza would be an appropriate opponent, okay? Unfortunate that it didn't happen. I mean, I would have put Andrea Lee in front of I don't think Angela Lee, Angela Lee wins that fight. I don't know either. That's why I would have done it. <laughs> and as for Tabitha, we're going to see her at strawweight, and she may have something in strawweight. We don't know yet. but Because I thought she looked pretty good in the LFA, but the competition level is fairly low. So we need to see her against uh, decent um, uh, strawweights in the UFC. Okay? she got, Look, she took the fight to get into the UFC. That was the whole deal. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay, but I I, I agree with you about Manon, but I also think that um, we really have to see her against a better fighter. And Mayra is a good fighter. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on to uh, upcoming stuff. First of all, tonight we have on uh, PFL, which is going to be 10 o'clock on uh, ESPN Plus and on TSN in Canada we're going to have Clarissa Boxer, Clarissa Shields making her uh, MMA debut. And her opponent here is Brittany Elkin. Okay. So, you know, uh, Clarissa is training at Jackson Wink in Albuquerque. Mike Winklejohn, I believe is working with her. And I think Holly Holm and John Jones are working with her quite a bit as well. And so, you know, we were said t- It's been a discussion like women's boxers trying out, trying to get into MMA, and it's because of money that women's boxing does not pay, and that's why somebody like this is getting into MMA. And I mean, I expect her to win this fight because her opponent is awful. But you know, I don't know. We're we're going to find out if she's any good or not.
1: Well, I like the fact that they're moving her appropriately. Even though she's a name, you don't put her in with an MMA name. It's a different sport. As we've seen, we had a – Schwan, even, Schwan yeah. hold it, hold it, hold it. Schwan, they yes. have one name there, Kayla Harrison. There aren't I any know. other names there. I understand that, but Carissa Shields has her name carry some weight to some degree. I like the mm. fact that they're willing to kind of move her slowly because Elkins is a big, strong, fairly tough girl, kind of a grappler. Can't Strike is tough, won't just quit. So, it's a person who, even if Clarissa Shields lose to her, it's not going to be a tremendous beating. It's not going to be a, something that's going to be career altering. It'll be a decision kind of grinded out, probably most likely kind of loss. Um, Clarissa is a better athlete uh, as far as the, their experience in combat sports. Clarissa is a better boxer than Elkins is a wrestler or a grappler. And um like I said, I, I think she's taking the right approach to it. I don't think she needs to be super. Work. I think she needs to, she needs to have a strategy and someone who teaches her how to avoid spots and how to maximize the tools she has. Jackson, I think, she, is. I think Jackson she needs is.
0: to keep – I think for now she needs to keep it on the feet.
1: Yeah, Jackson Wink isn't great on technically, but conceptually and strategically they're very good, and they're very good high-level athletes. They get the most out of high-level athletes. That's their specialty. So I thought it was a good decision to go there. I, I expect her to win. I don't know if he'll go by knockout. Because even in boxing, Clarissa Shields isn't really a puncher. But um I- I'm interested to see what she does. And, and even though people are going to give her a lot of hate, the fact of the matter is she took time, halted her career, dedicated herself to training, mixed martial arts, like really immersed herself in it. So regards of how this ends, I'm going to respect her. Because she took more time getting prepared for MMA than these MMA guys are preparing to f- fight YouTubers in boxing. She's at least showing it the appropriate respect, I in my opinion. And I, I think All she will right. All right, I don't expect much from this fight. Let me put it to you that way. It'll it'll be it'll be tougher than you think. Just like Heather Hardy fought that eight and eight girl, and it was like a back and forth war, but it, it was it was exciting. Yeah, it was
0: but Heather Heather Hardy didn't do what you're talking about.
1: True, I I
0: understand that, but you can you can you can make up. She thought story. she could. Schwann,
1: she thought she could get by on what she already did. did. I mean, well, she did. I mean, let's. She did beat, whether it's a good MMA fight or not, she did beat a more experienced MMA fighter in her first fight. Yeah, she beat a soccer mom. Soccer mom would have won the record.
0: Please. Anyway, now, tomorrow we have an Invicta show. It's going to be one of these Phoenix Series tournaments for Mm -hmm. Adam Waits. Whoever wins this tournament um, gets an Adam Waits title shot. Now, uh, there's eight fighters in it. We don't know what the matchups are yet. And it's going to be determined, apparently by some sort of uh, web polling with fans. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they can stuff the ballot box and everything. So I don't know what it's going to be. This is going to be, this, this show is going to air tomorrow, uh, 8 PM. I'm not sure if there's any prelims or not. I'm not clear about that, but, if there's prelims, they're going to be on YouTube. If uh, the, the show itself will air 8 p.m. on uh, Access TV in the U.S., the Fight Network in Canada, and on YouTube and Facebook and the rest of the world. Okay? But uh, like I said, I don't know if there's any other matches other than the tournament matches. And The way it works is that the first and second round matches are one round apiece, and the final is three rounds. Uh, I do not like this format at all.
1: Yeah, I think they're just trying to find something to catch attention and to make some highlights and get some media on them because their matchups aren't good enough to draw attention. Yeah, I guess
0: so. Now, there's also a Bellator show on tomorrow night. There was supposed to be a women's match on the show with Vanessa Porto against Ilara Joanne, uh, the um, uh, athletic commission at Mahagan's Sun has canceled that match due to medical issues with Vanessa Porto. Okay? hmm You got that? Yes. There's there's one other women's match on the show that is on the prelims. I think it's Amanda Bell is in that match, if I remember correctly. Yeah. and uh, But I won't be watching that because I'm going to be watching Indicta.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate how that ended. But, I mean, what can you do when, when you have that small a pool? I mean, it, and it doesn't do anything but help, hurt – the, the female fighters because they don't get enough. They're outnumbered by the men, so every cancellation fight or whatever, it just sets them back a little bit further.
0: Okay, let's go to uh, Saturday night, UFC 263. There's two women's fights on the show. Both are on the prelims. First one uh, is going to be a pivotal fight in the flyweight division. It is going to be Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood. And the winner of this fight probably gets a title shot against Valentina Shevchenko. Not that I think either of them can beat Valentina. Okay, so we have uh, Lauren Murphy, who I think is on a bit of a winning streak right now, but I have to say that she's improved a bit since uh, training at Fortis MMA in Houston, Masaif Saud. And I think what's happened here is she's gotten her to be a little more aggressive. Her, Her, in the past, She just doesn't do enough to win fights, and then she loses by split decision or something like that, and she gets all upset about that. But, you know, maybe she's found somebody who can actually get her to be more aggressive. I don't know. Um, Joanne Calderwood, of course, is originally from Scotland. She trains in Las Vegas, Syndicate MMA with John Wood. Now, she was supposed to get a title shot last year, and then she made the mistake of taking a fight with uh, Jennifer Maya, a fighter that she should be, but didn't.
1: So fighter I she, said that she would probably lose to, and everybody laughed at me when I said it.
0: Well, the problem with Joanne is she's inconsistent. She can go out in one fight, and she's primarily a Muay Thai fighter. Okay? she Her ground game is nowhere. So she can go out and look very good in one fight, and then in the next fight, she'll look like crap. So... She's just well, inconsistent. Uh, I think both of them are inconsistent, if you ask me.
1: I've done a, I actually did an article on severe MMA kind of talking about JoJo Calderwood. I mean, her, her coach doesn't like me because he says I'm negative and talking about some of her weaknesses. It's not that she's a bad fighter, but the issue with her is she's such a slow starter. Anybody who starts fast is going to give her problems because she takes time to, to work her way into the fight, work her way into range. If you look at a lot of her fights, Maya, Maya started fast, caught her off guard. Courtney Casey almost knocked her out in the first round, caught her off guard. I think Marina Moroz submitted her in the first round. She's had multiple right. fights. She's lost early because she has to work her way in, and she's not a defensive fighter. She likes to walk forward and put pressure on you. You can't walk forward and then be a slow starter. you If somebody's going full speed, they're going to hit you with everything. She's not sharp defensively, and against athletic fighters, she tends to get overwhelmed when she starts slow. She's physically strong enough she can wear you down. She hits not – explosively, but she breaks you down with attrition by kind of clubbing you to death. She's got good at range. She's good in the inside. But the thing is, she has to be able to start a little bit faster and not get caught in that mid-range. I really think she should be the favorite going into this fight. The advantage that Murphy has is Murphy is A, a faster, and B, Murphy sets a very high pace and keeps building on it. So if JoJo lets her get going, Murphy will keep on ramping it up and ramping it up and just outpace her. She just can't let Murphy get started. She stop her at long range get into that clinch and just chop her down and beat her up. If she lets Murphy throw lots of volume, move all around, shoot takedown after takedown, she'll just beat her on work ethic alone because JoJo's not a dynamic a dynamic striker, and she's not great off her bat. She's more of a positional. I get, you ta- I get a takedown, I work you over, I might find a submission. Mostly I just control you and chop you up. So it, a lot of it comes down to her controlling the distance, attacking the body, and coming out sharp enough so that Murphy, she doesn't just throw away the first round. She throws away the first round it's problems for her. She can't afford to throw away that first round. She's got to stop that momentum and back Murphy up immediately and start taking those legs in that body.
0: So I, I kind of expect this to be a close fight. I'm not sure it'll be a good
1: fight. Well, it won't be good to a certain degree because, A, JoJo does a lot, and B, Murphy throws a lot, but she misses, like, Caitlin Chukagan. She's got Caitlin Chukagan accuracy, which is has another she, problem.
0: Ha- has she improved in that department since
1: going to uh... – uh, Houston, What she's improved. She's more technical as a striker, and she's more willing to let her hands go. Before she would just strike just to get a takedown. Now she's willing to actually use that cardio and that volume to her advantage, and she throws clean, effective strikes. Defensively, she's not much better, but at least she has a structure. You know, pet body, body body head punch kick combinations, just some sort of structure and direction. Whereas before, it just seemed like she was in a kind of a tough guy match. She wasn't really refined. Her groundwork was always good, but her Real rudimentary, real low class. So I've seen the improvement there. I've seen better footwork. I see her mix her striking into her transit takedowns a lot better. I still don't think she's great to fit, and um, her counters aren't great. But she throws so much volume, it doesn't really matter.
0: Okay, so uh, who you think wins this, or do you not? Like I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be very close.
1: I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be close too. I, I'm gonna say I favor Calderwood because Calderwood's actually beating legitimate competition. And Murphy's been beating up on girls who who really aren't UFC titles. I mean, the girls she's beating don't get you title shots, to be quite honest. Um, I don't think she's a good enough athlete. It, but if Calderwood comes out slow, then Murphy's just gonna out hustle her. Murphy's just gonna out work her, and we've seen that before, time after time. It all depends on how Murphy Walt Calderwood comes out. But I can't imagine a title fight. This is like the third time she's blown a title fight, so I can't imagine she'll she'll let it happen the third time. She's got to be more prepared. This you would time.
0: think you would think okay the other uh, women's fight on this show is who's going to be on the uh, early prelims it'll be uh, at bantamweight it is pani kianzad versus alexis davis so pani is uh from denmark but she trains in sweden okay and she's a veteran fighter she's she's 29 years old but she's been a fighter since like uh, 2012 okay so she's been around a long time um Uh, Alexis is also a veteran fighter, but a lot older than Patty. She's like 37 or something like that. She's from Canada, Port Colbert, Ontario, which is in the Niagara Peninsula near Niagara Falls. Uh, But she trains down in California with the Diaz brothers. She's been there for years. And, um, you know, Schwan, she's she's fought at uh, flyweight and um, bantamweight. At this point, she's a little small to be a bantamweight. And I also don't think she's really as good as she once was, okay? So my, here's the thing about Panny, okay? Panny is one of these fighters that will beat fighters that you she knows she can beat. And when she fights somebody who's perceived as better than her, she will lose. We, if you check her record, that's how she works. With Alexis, it's a little more complicated because Alexis, once upon a time, was a very good fighter she even got a title shot at one point but now i don't think she's that good anymore
1: yeah i think the issue with with alexis is at one point her skill set was considered in the top tier she's never been a big weight, but she was skilled enough striker and definitely a good enough grappler which she could she she could navigate her lack of size and power the thing is a lot of girls even though we we make fun of the women's division sometimes the skill sets have increased increased and the athleticism has increased she's not very athletic she's not very fast she's older which she's really not fast she's not dynamic she's not explosive so just on those things alone a lot of people can out hustle her and, and out position her and get her to spots she's not comfortable being in uh, and dropping a weight class there's a little bit of a size advantage she can be more of a physical fighter but um it and going back to that weight class panties Penny's biggest advantage is she doesn't get tired and she has a size advantage. She's pretty big for the weight class. She's kind of small for the higher weight class, but she's big for that one. She basically just overwhelms people. Most girls don't hit hard enough to back her off and they don't have enough skills to put shots together enough to put her on her heel. So all she does is exchange, 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 tie you up. Even if she doesn't get the takedown, you got all the leaning on you. So eventually when she gets it, she just physically overwhelms you. She's a low-technique fighter as far as I'm concerned. She's not elite. She's not mid-class. She's kind of low, basic. But what she is is very smart. She knows her identity. My best tools are my physicality, my durability, and my conditioning. And I have just enough technique that if you can't physically stop me from what I'm doing, i.e. hold me down or knock me back with power, I'm eventually going to get you. You might get the first round, but I'm going to start chipping into you, and then when I get my positions, I'm just going to take... That's what she does against the, in the fight she's won. On paper, Davis yeah. is the best fighter. I'll, I'll, okay, can, I, can I add
0: something to that? Can I can I add something there? that? I also yeah. think she's very careful about who she chooses to fight. Okay? And so far in the UFC, I mean, Alexis is to date going to be her best opponent.
1: Yeah, but her best opponent in name. Currently, Alexis Davis really isn't her best opponent in name. Well, that's my
0: point. That's my, in. my point. that's my point. She's not that good anymore. She was good at one time, but
1: she's not that good anymore. Like Ken said, she's an example of what happens when you have division. You can have a fighter with a with a decent level of skill, but who's got good physical attributes, and they can work. They, they can put a two, three, four, five win streak together because they've got better. Maybe either lesser fighters or fighters with good technique who aren't very good athletes, so they can just out athlete and bully them. But as they get closer to the higher end seeing all the holes in their game. And when she's faced better fighters, she looks like she belongs in the cage with them. It was, it's embarrassing how one-sided it is. And honestly, I don't think she's going to get much better because she has success doing what she does. So she'll always put two or three fight win streaks together. The question is, she'll never be able to put that maybe four or five six because that's when she starts facing the better people. She can't bully them. She can't dictate pace. She can't dictate where it goes. And she can't turn a fight around when she's losing it. So I expect her to out-hustle Davis and to eventually wear down. Davis has a skill on the ground or catching her, her transition, but Davis hasn't shown that recently. And Davis hasn't seemed particularly durable or dynamic recently either. I mean even Caitlin Chukagan had her looking pretty beat up and, and ChuKagan's not a big hitter or a particularly accurate one. I expect Kansas just to kind of wear her down similar to what she did to uh Cohea.
0: Yeah I like Panny because of her um size advantage here.
1: Yeah I mean she I, I will expect the fact that at least they they know who she is they were. They see her advantages, and they're going to play to them to the full extent. I respect that because that's smart coaching, that's smart fighting. But at some point, you have to develop her further because she keeps hitting her head on that glass ceiling. And until she actually makes some technical improvements, she's going to always get knocked back down no matter how many wins she puts together. She's also hot. I don't think particularly, but possibly.
0: Possibly. And she has a cute dog. And... <laughs> Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking panty with that. So I got one other thing I want to bring up here, which uh, is MMA media related, and that's on Sunday. Ariel Halwani, who supposedly is one of the top MMA uh, reporters, announced that he is leaving ESPN. It'll be next week. And then it was reported later in the day by a, a website called Awful Announcing, which covers sports media, that he will be going to something called the Action Network, Okay. Do you know what that is? I do, but do you know what that is?
1: No, sir. I do not.
0: I looked it up.
1: Hello? Yeah, I've never heard of it before.
0: Well, it's it's one of several uh, betting websites, like betting advice websites. Okay. So he's going from ESPN to a much smaller um, platform, right? And what it was was this. Apparently ESPN tried to get him to get take a pay cut and he wouldn't do that. And an action network, he's that's not an exclusive contract so he's probably going to turn up in all kinds of places. Okay? Do they do they need him at ESPN? No, because they are they have another guy, Brett Okamoto, who basically does the same thing. So it's kind of duplicated. They got two guys and Brett Okamoto has a much better relationship with the
1: UFC than Ariel does okay so yeah the thing about it it's good for ariel because maybe he's not a big enough name to kind of because okamoto he's got a kind of a charm a good look i can see why they think it's an upgrade or it deletes a plateau with him but uh ariel hawana has been doing this so long he doesn't need espn maybe he's not he's not a great benefit to espn but after being on for another year or two and all, all the previous work he's done He's a good and big enough brand where he doesn't have to take pay cuts. Pay cuts are for the people who don't have an established brand who don't have contact. Well, I think what,
0: I think what it was is that they knew that if they did that, he would probably not sign a new contract. And the thing is they don't need both of those guys.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like for him, like they've had cuts at ESPN. Certain people can handle the cut because they've established such a strong brand with their work and their connections. They'll take that pay cut because they need ESPN to really make them who they are. So ESPN will be fine because they have a locomotive. They've been grooming him and building him up. And Ariel Hawani doesn't have to take any sort of pay cut because he's did enough work legwork on his own that he has he has his own standing. I mean, he's even done some NBA stuff. He's he's got freedom now and he, he can expand his brand, but his brand is strong enough that he doesn't need to take pay cuts. Other people yeah, would he, have to I
0: I should point out he only got to do those NBA games because he was working at ESPN.
1: True, true enough, but it just Other aspect of what he can do, and it'll benefit him in the long run. He'll have to. I guess what what he
0: what what he has to do is find a place to do podcasts. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, or he could just generate his do his own. I'm sure there's somebody. I think he's what.
0: I think what he's going to be doing probably is working with Dan Levitard's new network. Hmm. Okay, that's what I expect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing I would say is that I did once again I'll mention it I had an article on severe MMA it was the do's and don'ts for Joanne Calderwood versus Lauren Murphy through the path that JoJo Calderwood needs to take to win I kind of just expound on some of the points I made on the podcast today okay oh, one, more uh, one more thing also uh, just to let everybody know I did write in the fine art of violence volume 2 and as it pertains to the show I did a part uh, an article an essay Rose nami in her two fight series with Jessica Andrade. So we kept focused on WMMA. Okay,
0: well that's about it for today. Uh don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, which I did on Tuesday. If you have any comments or questions for either my blog or either my podcast, you can do so at acre's voicemail and if you want to subscribe to my podcast you can do so at google podcast apple Podcasts, and spotify enjoy the fights we'll talk to you later